When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, October 10th. And we are here trying to help you answer the big and small financial questions that you encounter in your lives. If you have a question, just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we will be able to read your email on the air. Or if you want to join us, all you need to do is check the box and Mark does everything else. Don't forget, while you're on the website, we've got lots of content there, the book, the subscription, Jill on Money Live service. And no matter where you are, you can always hit that contact us button. Okay, let's get to you. Here we go. This is Marie, who's on the line from Washington State. Uh, Well, I was contacting you because my husband retired just this last year from a long career in teaching. And so we are learning how to be retirees financially. So I have many questions, but one had to do with his life insurance policy, flexible premium life insurance policy that I just don't know that we need to keep. Mm-hmm. And it's got a cash value of over $21,000. And uh, it, it's a $100,000 policy because we bought it when we bought our house. We bought our house in 1990 for under 100000 So that's how much life insurance we have. <laughs> that's so, it's so funny because, you know, oftentimes people will do that. You're younger, right? You say, well, if something happens to me, we want to make sure that we have money to pay off the mortgage, et cetera. Let me ask you a couple of other questions. So you said your husband is a retired teacher. How old is he? 63. And how old are you? 63. Are you working still? No, uh, I have worked before kids. And then once we started having kids and we have three and they're spaced about four years apart, that I ended up staying home. And the kids are all uh, launched. They're on their own and ready to rock and roll. Uh, The youngest is still doing grad school, but otherwise, yes, they are. Are you paying for grad school or is youngest paying for his or her own? He's doing it. All right. Well, yes. What in what discipline? 
may I ask? Easy. He wants to go into teaching too. Oh, that's nice. That's great. So as your husband is looking at retirement, I just want to understand what uh, what is the, the source of income? In other words, does he have a pension from being a teacher? Most teachers would. So I assume yes. Yes. And his uh, retirement package was like half and half. So half is the pension, which we've just started drawing from. So that gives him after taxes, it's just over $2,000 a month. Okay. And then we have another half that is uh, like your 401k. Mm-hmm, like a 403b. How much is in there? Uh, that has about 680000 That's great. Good mm-hmm. job. That's awesome. What's the plan on Social Security for you guys? Well, we were going to wait for him. When he's 70, it should be about 3000 400 per month. This is so far a very good situation, I'm telling you. And then I qualify for Social Security too. So I didn't know when to take it other than at full retirement. But mine would be 670 per month. Well, I guess you can take your own claim on your own record of 670 a month. And then when he goes to his at 70, you'd convert to half of his because that would be a higher amount. That's what I was thinking, just didn't yeah. know how the rules go, but yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have in the bank and you know, sort of an emergency reserve fund. Okay, so we have uh, about 60000 in cash mm-hmm. and uh, 28000 in money market brokerage, CD kind of stuff, and then his retirement and mm-hmm. then about 53000 in my retirement from pre-kids. And then uh, 16000 in a 403B and uh, 60000 in conventional IRA, 75000 in Roth IRA. My God, it just doesn't stop. You're doing great. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have a health savings account that was, has been helping us pay for our health insurance. And that's 23000 This is really good. I mean, you got a lot of moolah here. And then, of course, we have the 21000 in cash value from the life insurance policy. That's right. Uh, what do you think is the need in retirement? Like when you look ahead and you're saying, you know, we're 63, things are good. How much money every month do you think is necessary for you guys to live? Well, I've been watching our budget carefully. It had been about uh, 4500 per month. Mm-hmm. But that was when we were having to pay for our, our health insurance. But my husband, I told him he didn't need to go out and get a job. But anyway, he managed to get himself a part-time job just recently, and it pays benefits. Get out of here. I love this guy. And <laughs> I, I like that you're like, well, I didn't tell him he needed to, but it would help. Well, no, actually, I he's kind of a workaholic. So I try to just say, you don't have to do this. Right. But he, he wanted to. long and hard, but... He wanted to, and I. he wants to get out of the house, so okay. So he gets a part-time job with benefits, and yeah. how much is the income for getting about even just the health care? Right. Well, the income isn't that high. So mm-hmm. I've, he, he just started. So I think it will be about 1800 per month. I mean, it's not going to be a lot, but it's unexpected and great. <laughs> okay. So the 4500 that you used to need, yes. what do you think that is without the insurance cost? About 3500 So you're set. I mean, you really are set. Presuming that he, you know, wants to keep doing this, but you are set anyway. The house, is it paid for right now? Yes. um, 
so we we got it in 1990. It was it was $60,000. We've always lived pretty modestly, you know, one one salary with three kids and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so when we bought the house, it had a 10% interest. (laughs) And then we refinanced for a 7% interest with 15-year loan and uh, paid it off in 2008, which turned out to be very good timing. (laughs) I guess so. Let me ask you a question. I just for fun, how much is the house that you paid sixty thousand dollars for in 1990? What do you think it's worth today? Should be around four hundred thousand. Wow! And are you going to stay in this house? Is that your game plan? It is. It does. Well, it's been more of a lifeboat than anything, and and it needs a lot of work now. Mm. We need to we do have the roof done, and we we're talking about remodeling. So that could be a big expense, but that would, if done right, really increase the value too. So, How much do you think you have to spend on the house just to upgrade it? Oh, I was thinking 100000 or so. Would you want to do this all at once? Possibly in two stages. Okay. So I'm, cause I'm listening to the story. So you originally called and asked about, or you re- originally wrote to us asking about the life insurance policy. Yes. And you're absolutely right. You do not need this policy anymore. You don't. Before you go ahead and cash it in, there won't be any surrender charges or anything like that. Double check with the company and find out what your tax liability might be. There may be no tax liability, but because this is such an old policy, it may actually be that, you know, it finally actually gets you, you know, you're above water on it. And so there could be a small tax liability associated with it. I just want to put that out there. Okay. So right now you guys are in the 12% tax bracket. So you just want to make sure you stay there. And so here's what you're going to do. You're going to find out what the tax liability is on the life insurance, because that is actually ordinary income. It's not a capital gain. So it's going to add to your taxable income. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I just want you to know what that number is because it could change some of the other pieces of this. Then you add that to your um, to your money market account, right? So now instead of having 28,000, you're going to have 40,000, right? Now, the thing is, I'm trying to look at the best way to finance this project, this big house project. Oh, that, yes. I'd love your advice on that. (laughs) And here's what I'm thinking. I think that having, you know, you have money in cash right now. Okay. And you could actually blow out all of your cash. And, you know, once you get the life insurance money, you would actually have a hundred thousand dollars in cash, but that would leave you with no cash. What I'm thinking is that instead of converting to a Roth in the next year or two, which, you know, I know that you probably would like to do, but what I'm thinking is that you're going to take money out of some of the traditional assets, the IRA or the traditional uh, 403B, you're going to take that money out, you're going to pay the tax on it, and that's going to be basically your fund for the house. Like that that $60,000 IRA, is that in your name or your husband's name? It's in his name. I mean, what I might do is just take some of this money. So if, if you had 60, I don't know if it's all at once or not, but again, take some of that money out, have that available, 
you know, stay in that 12% bracket. It's so great to be there and you don't have that much income. Obviously the pension is taxable, but I feel like you should be doing this work in the house before you claim your own social security benefit, before he starts claiming his social security benefit. And while you're still in a low tax bracket. Now let's just say the contractor's like, Hey, you're crazy. You got to do it all at once. You know that you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars this year. Then you could swallow it, that pill, and say, well, we'll convert enough to have our $100,000. We'll be in the 22% tax bracket for just one more year. We'll have our house done. And that's that. Because I don't think that there, it does not make sense for you to not do the work if you really want to stay in this house. You're in great financial condition. The idea that he has this part-time job, I mean, honestly, at least until he's of, you know, you guys are both at Medicare age, that just even that, just to do it for a couple of years is a huge benefit for you. And I think that you should get situated and get the house upgraded, you know, fairly quickly because you, you know, you're still young and you're still doing your stuff. And and so get it done and find out, you know, can you do it in stages? If that's possible, sure, do it. But if you can do it all at once, then let's not worry too much about the 22% bracket because honestly, now he's going to have income. Now we're going to be, you know, if you were going to convert anyway, and you're going to start to get rid of some of these assets that need to be taxed, let's do it while you're still in a low tax bracket. So that would be my advice to get that done. And otherwise you, you seem to be in really good shape. You've got your estate planning done. Is that a, is that a done deal for you guys? We did. We did that last summer. It was what fun, right? Doing it, but we did it. It sounds like you're in really good shape. So, you know, I, I would I don't want you to deplete all the cash you have. So I really think that you're going to have to pull some money out of these retirement accounts. And so what? So you're in the 22%. 22 is where you've been. How much was he making before he retired? It was only recently he started to make uh, over 60000 mm-hmm. <laughs> So just before he retired, then it was about 80000 Yeah. So, I mean, look, you guys have done an incredible job. Everyone listening, this is a family that has created all of this wealth based on a 60, mostly 60, $70,000 salary. So Marie, what's the secret really? Tell everybody what's the secret. Oh, well, we've just been very careful. And uh, did you feel like you gave up things? Do you feel like you were, that you didn't do things that you wish you had done? Like describe kind of how you feel right now being in this position. Well, I we, we do feel quite a sense of uh, accomplishment to mm-hmm. have all three kids through college, and and uh, yeah, my husband's just astounded that he was able to retire. Um, but but it's always been a modest lifestyle. I mean, we couldn't take vacations, and yeah, you know, we just have always had to live carefully. And I think that that's part of the adjusting now is that we're just not used to having money accumulate, and so I don't even know how. I'm so used to being careful. Mm. But you know, it's funny. We've heard this from a lot of people that once you get to this place, it's almost hard to give yourself the freedom to enjoy it. So you can give yourself the freedom to enjoy it because also, I mean, listen, it's so awesome that you are able to not just like live the life you want to live, but also that, you know, he's young and he still wants to do some stuff. And I think this is all very good for you, but you can build into your, to your mindset, like we're entitled to have some fun here. And you really should, because you've done a phenomenal job. If you would like a unbiased view, and probably biased also, aren't we all a little biased? 
Uh, if you'd like a view on what's going on in your financial life, Mark and I are here to help you out. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and a form will pop up. You write your message, you tell us if you want to come on the air live, and magic happens right at that moment. It's so great. We remind you that we are here every single day trying to do right by you guys. So you should do right by someone else. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.